Welcome to HDE Home Care. HDE Home Care is a family-owned company that hires service providers to work with people with disabilities. We support children and adults at home and in the community to accomplish daily activities. This month's podcast for HDE will be focusing on safety and our safety committee, as well as how it impacts our employees and our clients alike. I'll be interviewing Eli Pluff, who is the representative for our employment services team at the safety meeting, as well as Donnie Bredetich, who is the founder of HDE. With both of them, I will be discussing the safety committee, where it began and how far it's come, as well as a little bit of information on what to expect if you are to attend these meetings and who is welcome to join. So without further ado, I welcome Eli Pluff to discuss our safety committee. Eli, can you tell us a little bit about your background in safety and what makes you passionate about it and qualified to speak on the matter? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks again for having me back, Lexi. Great to be here recording with you again. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I am a very safety conscious person, always have been, I've always been very careful. Um, my first uh, safety-related job was uh, in 2005. I started working as a housing supervisor in Yosemite National Park. Uh, so I conducted the fire and safety inspections of all the employee cabins and uh, communal kitchens and laundry facilities and all that kind of stuff. Um, mostly it was just inspecting cabins for underrated extension cords and items stored too closely to heaters. Um, also, uh, I ran a daily safety meeting with uh, all the crew that I worked with. Um, so, for example, if we were, say, cleaning gutters that day, I'd talk about ladder safety uh, to start the day with some safety reminders. And um, that was my introduction to safety and the first job that I had directly related to it. Uh, after that, I uh, moved to Eugene and started working with Eugene School District. Um, I was in the custodial department, um, working in the main office, one of the custodial supervisors. Um, and I was on the District Safety Committee there um, for about six years, um, and as a part of the committee, reviewed all the incidents and accidents for not only my department of 90-plus employees, but also all the other incidents and accidents that have happened uh, for all the other departments within the district, uh, educational staff and nurses and kitchen workers and all that kind of stuff, uh, just reviewing all the incidents and trying to help prevent similar things from happening again in the future. Um, I also started a subcommittee, uh, one that was specific to my department. Um, there was just uh, custodial maintenance and ground workers who were involved in that. Um, you know, more specifically investigating custodial injuries and incidents and uh, safety concerns that were raised by members of my department. Uh, and then I moved to Portland, started working for HDE Home Care and immediately joined the safety committee here. Um, and it's one of the things that I'm most proud of about my employment here with HDE. Um, safety committee here meets once a month. Uh, it's all virtual. Um, we meet through Google Meets. Um, it's something that's, uh, we've got a regular cast of characters, uh, the same core group that's there every month. Um, there are four of us who are permanent members of the committee. Uh, myself, Eli Clough, um, Troy Holland, who's the uh, quality and compliance assistant, 
Um, we've got obviously Donnie Bradditch, who's the owner of the company, and we've got Charlotte Zarafinsky, um, who does a lot of the. Uh, well, she takes the minutes and um, works with Safe or Insurance Carrier a lot. Um, handles a lot of communication and make sure that everything is eyes um, are dotted and T's are crossed. Great, great. And how do you feel that your experience in safety has kind of translated into the safety committee? How does it compare here compared to your other um, positions in safety? Well, this is by far the most uh, impressive safety committee I've ever been a part of. Right. Um, it is clear just how much everyone on this committee cares about the work that they're doing. Um, you know, everyone has their own field of expertise. Um, you know, as far as those four permanent members, um, I represent the employment department. Uh, Troy represents the DSPs. Uh, Donnie and Charlotte represent internal and office staff. Um, so, you know, really everyone has, everyone who works for this company has someone on this committee that they can go to with any sort of a safety related concern or question. Um, but they're also completely free to join in these meetings themselves. You know, um, every month Donnie sends out an email that says, hey, if you want to take part in the meeting, here's the link to join via Google Meets. More than free, you know, and that's one of the things that's so great about this committee um, is that everyone does have their own field of expertise. Got other people involved in the committee um, who can speak more directly to uh, the home care center, such as Troy. People listening who aren't as familiar with safety and safety protocol, can you give some examples of how this experience has helped and contributed to client care at HDE? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, one example is I've got a client who was working at a large retail store, and I went in as a job coach to work with this client, and one of the things they were responsible for was cleaning the restroom. Um, so I looked at the chemicals that they were going to be working with, um, and there were no instructions for using those chemicals at all. And some of the bottles didn't even have proper product labels. And there were no instructions as far as how to dilute those chemicals properly for their intended purpose at this store. Um, so I, this is an issue that I um, brought to the committee and discussed with the entire group. Um, and eventually we were able to uh, track down the SDSs for all the products that were in that store, the safety data sheets, um, and place those in a binder in the uh, custodial closet at that store, uh, made sure all the bottles had the product labels that were supposed to be on them, uh, made sure the dilution ratios were clear and posted in the custodial closet next to the uh, chemical storage containers. Um, and it was really, you know, something that not only helped our client there, but helped the business be safer as well. Um, so that even if our client moves on to a different job, their business will still be safer as a result of the work that our committee did. Great, great. Can I give you one other example? Yeah, absolutely. Please do. So we had a client uh, who was working at an organic foods warehouse. Uh, and his position was... Uh, custodial job. Uh, he mainly swept the floors of this massive warehouse, and there was a large amount of forklift traffic in there, moving products all around the warehouse and in and out of trucks, and the forklift traffic was at breakneck speed. Um, I found out later that the drivers were incentivized to drive as quickly as possible, mm -hmm. and they received um, pay bonuses for you know, delivering orders quickly. 
Uh, which meant that they were often, you know, taking uh, corners too quickly and just racing around that warehouse. Literally cutting corners. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, and our client there, um, there's clearly a man with a disability and wasn't as physically mobile as some members of our community are, and um, not as mentally present either. So obviously this is a dangerous combination. You know, we've got a, a client who isn't fully aware of his surroundings and we've got a working environment that would be unsafe for any of us, you know? Okay. Um, and I, I worried about the safety of the other employees there and not just my client. Right. Um, so this is another issue that we took to the safety committee and discussed as a group. Um, we also brought in uh, a man named Michael Price, who is representative for our insurance carrier, SAFE. Uh, he joined the committee for one of our meetings and thoroughly discussed this issue um, of this unsafe working condition with his client. Um, and then afterwards, um, I got a hold of Michael. Um, we had a couple of meetings, just the two of us, trying to work out potential solutions, um, trying to avoid a situation where that client just had to be moved out of his job because he was happy there and he wanted to continue working at that warehouse. But as a group, we came to the conclusion that it was just too unsafe to do so. So went back into job development, and you know, fortunately, we've got uh, the best job developer in the business, Ryan McFallow. Absolutely. Was able to very quickly find him another position in a much safer environment uh, where he is still happily working today. Great, great. And obviously, that wasn't the outcome that anyone wanted, but it's so much better than having him become hurt yes. and not be able to work because of an injury. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we tried to explore many, many other possible solutions uh, right. because, you know, the employee did not want to leave that job. Right. So we you know, tried to figure out, you know, safety equipment that could be in place, other kind of you know, warning systems. Um, one of the things was that the, the forklift were equipped with horns, uh, but a lot of the time they just weren't utilized. Right. The drivers weren't hawking the horn as they were approaching corners and um, the ends of aisles, which would have made the place safer if they had been used every time. Um, so we communicated with management to try to get that to happen every time. Um, and it, you know, the end result was it did not happen. Um, and we eventually came to the realization that there was no other option other than to find new employment for that client. Right, right. Well, ultimately, it sounds like it wasn't the right fit, and that does happen sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And he's definitely happy in the position that he's currently in. He found a, a much safer place to work now. Um, and you know, I told the client again and again, um, I know you're happy at this place, but we just don't want to see you get injured. And you know, better to go to a place where you're a little bit less happy than lose a foot. You know, to yeah. forklift speeding around. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, what would be important for new clients, their families, and caregivers to know um, about HDE and their safety committee? Uh, just to know that uh, keeping people safe is our primary focus in this. Community, you know? uh, we care about our people, and it shows. And uh, please. I, take part in one of these meetings and you'll see how much these people care and how much work we all put into keeping our people safe. 
And when I talk about our people, it's not just internal HD employees, you know, it's the clients and other people in the community, the businesses that we work with. You know, like the first example I gave, the retail store that, you know, we put the proper chemical information on the walls. That doesn't just make our clients safer, that makes the business safer and the customers to shop in that store as well. Um, Absolutely. As far as the meetings go, uh, they happen once a month, and you know, Donnie sends out an email about it, letting people know when the, the date and time are. Um, and he also sends out a list of questions. Um, you can answer if you have any safety concerns, so that you don't have to directly take part in the meeting if you don't feel comfortable doing so. You can always just send in your safety concerns, safety questions, um, or just respond to that list of questions that Donnie sends out. Um, and we will discuss everything that you bring up. And the client issues are anonymous, correct? Um, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, keeping Giver compliant is always a top priority for us. Right. You know, not only do we not use client names or any names uh, when discussing incidents and accidents uh, at those safety meetings, um, we also don't include any other identifiable information. You know, we won't uh, say there's one person who does a specific job. We won't give that job title if that would give away who the person Absolutely, which is probably a relief for our caregivers if, you know, something comes across their radar and they don't necessarily want to be called out during a meeting about that safety issue, but they want to bring it to our attention. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So that's, I mean, that's good to know for anyone who wants to join the meeting and has any questions that we will keep it confidential. You don't have to be called out. There's not going to be a spotlight on you. <laughs> Absolutely. Because not everyone wants to be at the center of attention. And um, I think that might prevent some people from joining. If, yeah, if, absolutely. And if you do decide to join, don't be afraid of being put on the spot. You know, uh, you can just be an observer. That's totally fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anything else you'd like to add so that um, people who are new to the company new employees, new clients, um, anything you'd like to add kind of in conclusion uh, about our safety at HDE and our safety committee? Yeah, I mean, the main thing is I just want people to know that this uh, committee exists and that we care if we care about keeping you safe. Right. And there are a number of ways that you can be involved in the committee. Um, you know, you can take part in meetings, share as much as you like, or, you know, just be an observer, as I said. Um, you can also send in questions or concerns to those uh, emails that Donnie sends out once a month, or um, you can reach out to any of us who are the permanent members of the committee, and we'll be happy to help you as well. Um, and we'll, again, keep all of your information completely confidential if that's what you're looking for. Um, so, for example, you know, people who work on the employment team can always come to me. I'm the representative for the employment team on the safety committee. Um, if you have any concerns about safety issues with buildings you're working in or your clients or your own safety, feel free to reach out to me. Um, any of the DSBs can reach out to Troy. Um, any internal people can reach out to Donnie or Charlie. Great. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for talking about um, safety and our safety committee today. Um, just for people who don't know, I believe it's the last or the fourth Friday of the month, Correct. right? Yep. Okay. Uh, so the fourth Friday of the month on Google Meets, um, if you'd like an invite and you're not within our uh, internal network of people who receive the email, please let us know. All are welcome.
Wonderful. Well, thanks, Eli, for telling us all this information today. It was super, super important for people to know, and we appreciate you being willing to be kind of the spokesperson. Absolutely. Thank you, Lexi. I'm happy to do it. Thank you so much. In this next clip, I'll be interviewing Donnie Bradetich. He is the founder of HDE, and I invited him in order to talk about our safety committee and how far it has come over the years. Of HDE Home Care here with us finally, celebrity status. <laughs> We've talked about you before, but we haven't actually had you in one of our podcasts. Um, we did an interview with Eli, and he gave us a really comprehensive um, interview regarding the safety committee. But I wanted to talk with you a little bit about when you founded HDE. How did the safety meeting come to be and become what it is today? He did say that it's one of the best committees he's ever been on. Yeah. So big, big compliment. Yeah, big compliments to HDE, especially because Eli does love his safety protocols. So can you tell us a little bit when you founded the company until now, what changed with the safety committee? What made it come sure. to be and what made it what it is today? Okay. Um, so the safety committee uh, was formed kind of midway through um, our time here. It was about six or seven years ago when we had more employees uh, in the office who did a lot of the HR and management um, and oversaw some of the things that were happening with the service employees that work out in the field. Initially, um, we had, once I started hiring any employees, even the caregivers, we had a safety, uh, a monthly meeting where I would at least document um, things that uh, would happen. It's mostly incident-related uh, things that happen to employees. Um, and if there's any injuries or workers' comp claims, I would at least document where we were at with certain things. That was a one-person committee, so um, the, it didn't make sense to have these grandiose meetings. Um, but I, I wanted to have documentation in case our workers' comp company came asking, how do you, how do you track, you know, safety performance or how do you follow up on certain things uh, that way we'd have record of how we analyze incidents and how we would get people back to work and then if there was any implementation of those uh, off of those uh, efforts that we made at that time the safety monthly meeting became uh, it still is a monthly meeting but we formed an actual committee um, that is, you're required to have a committee if you're a minimum size employer, you're actually required to have a, a appointed committee. Um, and right now we have four, I think, are on the committee, uh, myself and then Charlotte, uh, my assistant and uh, executive assistant, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, Troy uh, Holland is on. He's our quality and compliance assistant. Uh, he does a lot of our training, especially a lot of our training to caregivers when it comes to uh, lifting and how to, you know, how to help clients, especially ones who are uh, in need help with mobility. Um, he uh, he is a part of the committee. Um, and then Eli is on our committee as well. He's formally on it. Uh, he's our employment professional that you probably listened to earlier in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of how it began. It's kind of like the, the structure of it. Um, 
the contents of the meeting itself kind of uh, they have evolved over time. Uh, two consistent things that we've always done are review incidents about work related injuries. We've always that's one of the biggest things that we address at that time um, and make sure that what we've done to help that employee get get back to work if they can. And if not, what kind of alternatives we have and the follow up from there. Do we need to make changes to how we provide service to this client? Um, do we need to provide more training equipment? Those are all potential outcomes uh, that, that we would address. And we kind of talk about at the safety meeting. We kind of report on the safety meeting. The other thing was always make sure that we've followed up on every incident. A lot of our incidents that are reported are client related um, and they don't involve employee safety. Uh, but we that's our one of our times in our quality and these are our quality improvement activities that we do. Uh, the, uh, the incidents are that, that we have a follow-up done. An employee is responsible to report an incident, and then we have them follow up on a, a manager, somebody that reviews their work, will follow up on the incident to ask any additional questions and really see the situation through to an end result, whether we need to provide any corrective measures, uh, additional training, anything like that. We have a formal process to get tie things up that unusual situations that happen. So we make sure that those are all followed up on at the meeting itself. Um, and now um, our curriculum has changed from uh, what it was before, kind of the current state of it is we do it uh, virtual now. It's one of the few meetings that I prefer to do virtual because it does encourage, we have so much outside staff and we really want content from our outside staff just whatever kind of safety concerns they have, certain situations that they come up with, um, you know, we, we encourage those things to be brought to the group so we can have a discussion and learn about what's going on. So it, sometimes we're packed till the end of the hour. Sometimes we quit early because there's not as much, uh, it, you know, involvement or, or engagement from, from staff, but it is a monthly opportunity for that to happen. Uh, so that's kind of the, the current status of how we became to be the safety committee. Great. And you said that institutions of a certain size have to have a safety committee. What is that size? Just for anyone listening. Good question. Um, I think it's 25 employees. Um, spot here. <laughs> no. We passed it a few years ago, at least I knew at the time. So okay. um, I don't know for sure, but it, it's something, it's one of those things that um, as we grew, we had to pay attention to things, some things like that. They're not always told to you either. Uh, you don't always know like uh, when, uh, when we became a 50 uh, employee company, we had to, uh, 50 full-time equivalent. We had to offer a different level of, or a different, uh, we, had, we were in a different group of benefits uh, for medical insurance. That was a big change a couple years ago. Um, so yeah, advice to employers is uh, always be checking in with labor laws and things like that. Uh, you never know, there's not one source to get every piece of information from. So keeping in good contact with like your payroll company will give you some important things that might be coming out, new taxes uh, that are coming out. There's a paid family leave, uh, Oregon paid leave, uh, something, something like that. I think it's Oregon paid family leave. 
that uh, ADP was very uh, helpful for us with getting information out about when what's coming and how that's going to impact our payroll system. Um, but like, you know, say for workers comp company, they'll roll out anything, any kind of changes they want to see. So got to keep your eyes and ears open to all the different entities that you work with, because not, not one of them is responsible to tell you everything. Right. And they're probably constantly changing too. So yeah. even if it was 25, it might not be 25. It could be something different now. Yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, and we learned that taking a training through safe, um, uh, three or four years ago, something like that. We took, uh, Charlotte and I took a training um, that they just kind of had their own, we're on their monthly blast for here's here are the three webinars we're doing this month. And, um, and we've made that kind of team committee trainings at times as well. Bring in different different material just to keep the conversation going you know, if we're back in anything at that time. Right. So. And safe, just for anyone listening, is workers' comp. Is that the insurance? Yeah, that's the... I'm taking coffee sip here. Um, the safe is workers' comp company. Uh, I think they might be exclusive to Oregon. They at least, they're like the primary workers comp company in Oregon. They got some either contract or they just got some uh, larger group to where once you have an established uh, organization, we had, we couldn't join them for five until we were in business for five years and it has established history um, in, in workers comp. We had to have some kind of history with another carrier. We used travelers insurance at that time. Um, but once we got in, into the working with SAFE, then uh, they kind of actually changed a lot for us. We had better access to the trainings that I mentioned. We had better access to representatives as we were going through claims. Um, we've had a lot of help from them along the way. Um, and our rates got cut a lot, which was really nice, too. Uh, that kind of made it easier for us as we were growing as a company, and we can commit some of that to better benefits across the board. So, Great. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to bring that up just because Eli mentioned safe as well. So yeah. um, just in case anyone didn't know, uh, it's S-A-I-F. Yes. And uh, <laughs> that is what their purpose is. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I know you're a busy guy, uh, but I appreciate having yeah. you on here. And I'm sure we'll have you on again in the near future. I'd love to. Thanks to for, for encouraging me. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Thank you again to Eli and Donnie for taking the time to be here on this podcast today regarding safety. For all of the listeners who joined us, thank you as well. If you have any questions regarding safety, please contact us at our general email inbox, info at hdehomecare.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at H-D-E-Homecare.com. Thank you again, and we'll talk with you next month. Thank you for listening to the H-D-E Home Care Podcast. To learn more about how our company helps people with disabilities, please visit www.hdehomecare.com.